As you know, this month I'm talking about brand architecture and how we build our brands. The prevailing methodology has been to follow the corporate example. And because we do that, we tend to lose a little bit of the humanity in what we're trying to build. But now we see corporations are trying to humanize brands. Shit we buy, we eat, we listen to, we consume. And they're trying to humanize that. And it's like, where's the humanity? Showing me a bunch of people who are on trend with the latest TikTok dance and pointing and all that kind of nonsense. Yes, it's a brand, but you know what? It doesn't humanize. And maybe I'm a little jaded because I now make branding part of, or you know what, not make, but now that branding is part of my everyday life. So I see shit and it just disturbs me no end. So I'm going to go in a little deeper. I don't even know where this topic is going to go. I just felt like doing this today instead of my usual scheduled time. So stay tuned and y'all going to hear me ramble about some personal branding shit and some brand architecture. How about that? Stay tuned. Hey, brand babies. This is Brand Moms Podcast, where we go in on personal branding without taking shit personally. Grandma's house is hosted by none other than the ghetto country grandmother. She's here to share her experience, expertise, and education in a way that takes you from brand baby to brand leader. So come on in and hold on to your bourbon because grandma's about to spill the tea. All right, brand babies, you know it's your ghetto country grandmother. And I'm, I'm, I'm in my feelings today. And one of the things that kind of pisses me off about branding is that people tell you to manufacture empathy. I promise you, I just sat here and I was watching the third episode of SWAT. Never watched it before, but I was watching the third episode of SWAT. And I'm sitting here crying towards the end because in this particular episode, Hondo, which is Shamar Moore, and all y'all who want to freak out over Shamar Moore, but anyway, him and his girl can't tell anybody that they're together because she's his boss. But then there's another dude on the show who's married and De- Deacon, Deacon, yes. Him and his wife, every time after some dramatic moment, these two come together, they kiss, they hug, and they love on each other. But all Hondo and his girl can do is look at each other because nobody can know they're together. And I'm sitting here and I'm crying because I like, I feel this. And for someone to think that they can manufacture this for a brand, Hell, I guess if they manufactured it for a TV show, it's not that difficult. But in personal branding, sweetie, if you are not an empathetic person, you should not be made to manufacture empathy. You can sympathize. You can have compassion. It does not have to be built on fuckery. I, I, that's the only way I can think to say it. And so when we talk about brand architecture and we're talking about building, even in building our personal brands, I know earlier on, um, maybe two episodes ago, I told you guys my my process, my framework. I decided to call it PB&J. Yes, I jump around. But I decided to call it PB&J. And it's not really PB&J, but it just because peanut butter and jelly is like that. But it's hurt my personal branding jam. It's cold camp and play. How about that? That's grandma kind of shit right there. Anyway, how you build your personal brand based on this PBJ. I told you guys before, it starts with contemplation. It has to start with you. You're the human factor that is already with boots on the ground of what you're building. So to turn around and try to fake that with some empathy that you do not have, 
sweetie, that's not a thing. But if you're true to what you're doing, it can be built on truth because you know what? You actually want to help somebody with something. There's a whole lot of hype in the world. I get it. I see it every day. I see it on Clubhouse. I see it on Instagram. I see it on LinkedIn. It's everywhere. Everyone's hyping how much money they're making, how they're living a lavish lifestyle. And there's no real caring. And maybe because I'm that caring person, I kind of hate it for us. So when I talk about personal branding, sweetie, I don't need you to give a fuck about everybody. I just need you to give the fuck about the right somebody. That's it. So if you're going to build this, if you contemplate, which I told you, this is the C, this is the code of it all. This is the DNA. If you contemplate who you're really trying to serve, not sell to, then you will have some level of empathy. Probably not a big ass pie baby like me, but you will bring some level of empathy to the game. And especially if you're helping someone get out of the mud that you went through. My, um, my client, she used to be my client, Ebony. Um, she doesn't need me anymore, y'all. She a baller. But anyway, Ebony talks about your mud journey. And she takes you through this process of this mud journey to become a better coach. And when you, when you recognize that, you know what? We talk about game recognized game. Mud recognized mud. And it makes for a better conversation, a better relationship, a better building of loyalty. Instead of just saying, you know what? I'm here to sell you some shit. I was watching some chick. I can't think of her name. And she's very popular. I think she's a coach. Um, But she was saying, and I, I agree with her. Don't get it wrong. But she was saying that, you know what? If you see me in the streets and all that stuff, kind of stuff, I'm not trying to be your friend. I'm not trying to have lunch with you. I'm either trying to sell you some shit or I'm trying to sign you up for some shit. Now, man, respect for that. And mind you, I used to be that way. When I was Mrs. Mister, that was me all the time. Baby, come on. You want to talk to me? You talking to Mrs. Mister? I'm here for it. This is all about money. I don't talk anything but. But what I learned from that for myself is that I ended up having an identity crisis. I didn't know who I was outside of Mrs. Mister. And I built my life. Not my business, not my brand. I built my life based on Mrs. Mister and everybody wanting Mrs. Mister because I kind of like that shit. Everybody calling my name. Shame if you guys ever saw Low Down Shirt. I sound like I am on a fucking trip. Oh my God. I'm going to try. <laughs> try and bring it back up. But it is. I did. I found my identity in Mrs. Mister and I liked it because I got attention, because I felt like I was being validated. Because I thought that I was treated better when I was Mrs. Mister than when I was Phyllis. And so my whole personal brand was built on something that was based on, on me being self-centered and not in a good way. I'm all for personal branding being self-centered and that, sweetie, let's figure out who you are first. And then you can go and serve your clients. But when you build your personal brand on something that is not you, then that's when the fake and the fuckery comes in. And this is why I don't believe in people being brands. And y'all know that. That is not new. If you've been listening to me all this time, you know I don't believe that nonsense. I believe you're too valuable to be a brand. But I do believe that you have the potential to be a great leader, a great business leader and a great brand leader. I did a short clip the other day, and some of you may not have seen it, depending on where you follow me. But I did a short clip the other day, and it was about 
bridging the gap between brand building and performance marketing. And in the video, I talked about performance marketing being if you're boosting ads, if you're boosting um, Instagram or Facebook or buying Google ads, any of it, that's performance marketing. And what that'll get you is that'll get you a quick influx of cash. If it's if it's, it gets you a good return on investment, because like I said, when I was doing it, I wasn't getting shit. I was just putting money out and nothing was happening. But if you have something that's working for you, and when you have that influx of cash, every time you put out an ad, you know what you're building? You're building a cash machine because the only way you continue to bring in new clients is if you put out more money. But on the flip side, the more you build your brand, the more the money will come to you. It'll be attracted to you because there's there's this relationship now involved. And yes, we have relationships with inanimate objects, and that's because they make us feel some kind of way. I feel special because I have my iPhone, I got my iMac, I got my big ass um, 27-inch screen or whatever. I'm straight up Apple head. I don't have an Apple watch because I think that will push me overboard because I already binge on too much shit. I hear a ding and notification. I'm like Pavlov's dog. It's crazy. And I don't need any more of that. I don't need checking my emails on my wrist. And that's just a personal choice. But when you're building a brand, when you're building something, a structure that outlasts and outlives you, then it can't rely on you building on yourself. You cannot carry the weight of that on your shoulders because then, believe it or not, what you do is instead of leading, you turn yourself into a follower. You're following all the trends. You're chasing all the, the, the recent whatever that goes on on social media. When it, If you were building a brand, you would train. And I know it's not, I don't know a polite way to say this, but you train your customers or your clients to expect when you're going to post, when you're going to put something out, when are you coming out with that next thing? They learn to anticipate it for when it's coming instead of when they expect it. Oh, you should be putting out shit every day. You should be making content every day. When are you supposed to live your life if you're putting out content every day? And I say live your life because if you turned your life into content, how is that just for you? I am a very transparent person. Always have been, I think, which scared my mama when I would get up and talk in church on Sundays. <laughs> it's how I built myself up and how I give myself courage. Because if I'm transparent about the things that you can use as a weapon, then I take that weapon away from you. Now what you got? I've been called a bitch since, since college days. And that's only because they didn't understand that I didn't know how to engage with people. Always being awkward, being the tallest girl in the room, being the skinniest girl in the room. You can tell it now. But trust and believe, I was the skinniest girl in the room. And that made me self-conscious and insecure. And that made people think, oh, she a bitch. She thinks she's too good for us. Was never the case. And I think that's why I look at people and I'm like, I try not to judge immediately. Unless you open your mouth and you just prove the judgment right, then, you know, that's a totally different story. But I build my brand and my business based on you. This is from here. And I only give you guys so much because that's all I have to spare. Because what I have and what I give has to be shared with you, my audience, my clients, my husband, my daughter, the rest of my family. But then I also need something for me. And I realized how much of that I lost when I was being Mrs. Mister. I didn't make any room for me. 
I was always making sure I was something for everyone else. And so when you're building up this life that you want, because you're going to make all the money. Yes, you're going to make all the money. And as you make all the money, then what kind of life are you building? Is it just built on surface ship because you can actually afford? Now, I look at money as a source of freedom. And it's because it makes a way for me to buy the best medical. I'm free to choose who can work on me and who cannot. I'm free to choose when I can leave my home and when I cannot. I'm free to choose where I want to eat and where I don't. There's a level of freedom in that. Whereas when you come from broke folks and welfare, my mama, when you come from that, that lane of the game, then you know what? You get what you can afford. You know what? Always got a, a pack of ramen in the house. Always got bread and syrup in the house. Yes, we used to eat syrup sandwiches. There's always something that you can afford. But the more income you have, the more freedom you have of what you can afford. And so what people tap into, because they go with uh, Maslow hierarchy and need, they build you up based on the money, as if that's all there is to you. If, as, and with the wealth gap getting bigger and bigger, I can understand that because I want you guys to make all the money to kind of close that gap. But they're trying to make sure that it doesn't. And so now we have people who have gone AI crazy. Again, how is that going to build up your brand? If everything you're doing, you're taking from AI and now you're tweaking it a little bit. But you know what? AI just gave 100 million people the same shit they gave you. They just reformatted it differently. So there's really no difference. But if you don't know how to put your personal brand out there to build this thing up, then you know what? AI is going to dominate. I'm not saying don't use it as a tool. I'm finding that as I use it as a tool, they don't know shit all about personal branding, at least not on my level, because it keeps trying to get me to look at personal branding as a way to get a better job. And that was the original premise of personal branding. I'm now saying using personal branding to build your business is different than building a personal brand to get a job. Personally, I'm saddened by that fact that somebody has to be a brand in order to get paid well. But you know what? Ain't none of my business. That ain't my lane. But personal branding in order to grow a business is. If you're going to build up something that is meaningful, if you're going to build up something that is meaningful, what does that look like for you? If we go back to the contemplation, like I said, contemplation is an action. And you have to sit with some shit. And you have to put 10 toes down like, you know what? I'm not going to think about what answers are already there. I have to figure out what's right for me. And my business model is right for me. It's not right for everybody because everybody's like, stop exchanging time for money. Oh, I want passive income. Sweetie, there are tons of ways to get passive income. But there's only a certain way I know how to help people. I know how to nurture people because that's in my nature. So when you, when I build, when I build based on the contemplation, you know what? 10 clients per year based on this amount of money, because this is the type of life I want to lead. It all ties together in my life brand and business. So when you're building this brand, even if you want to build it to two or three offices, are all of them going to be the same or are you going to have a spinoff? There's all these different things you need to sit down and contemplate. Because if you decide that you're going to have um, 
uh, office in all the major cities, let's say three major cities, let's say New York, Chicago, and LA, you're going to have three offices there. How is that going to impact your life? And then does it dilute the brand or does it spread the brand around? It's all connected because like I said, it's all your life. This is why there's no balance in this shit. The more you put out there and the more you want to do, the more you grow as a person, good, bad, or ugly. I don't know which way. But if you set the standards for how you want to personal brand, you know how you're going to grow. You know what you're building on. Because after you contemplated some things, you now have objectives. And objectives are actionable if you take action. But they're also flexible and adaptable, unlike goals. You set goals for your business. You know what? We want to increase this by 10%. That's a goal for your business. But then you have objectives for, you know what? I want to be in the top three in the industry. So what do you do? To stay, to maintain that top three, you're always doing something with self. And by you, I mean your personal brand, not your business brand. Because your personal brand, like I said, it needs to adapt, it needs to mature, it needs to grow in a certain way. And if you're going to be a business leader, a thought leader, sweetie, you got to stay out front of the game, which means you're always learning, you're always educating yourself. And sometimes that also means certain people got to fall back. It's not that you're trying to sever relationships, but me, I want to be the dumbest person in the room most of the time, unless I'm actually working. If I'm listening, I want to be the dumbest person in the room. Tell me something I don't know. Tell me something that, that I need to learn today. And the whole conversation could be useless shit except one little nugget. And that's what I paid for. I took a class. I took the class online and then the person offered it in a boot camp. And I took it because there was one piece of his online course that I did not get. But I paid the full price to go through all these things. And when it got to that, to, to week eight or nine, oh shit, this is the piece I've been waiting on. And now I have a better understanding of it. And I want to build my knowledge. See, there's constant building all up and through. You're building a brand, you're building expertise, you're building knowledge, you're building a business. There's architecture going on throughout all of this as a business owner. And I want you to brand out of the day-to-day. And by that, I mean the stronger the brand, the better you can hire, the less you have to take and wear on your shoulders, the less hats you have to put on throughout the day. Because if you're still doing your own bookkeeping, that should be one of the first things you, you dole out to somebody else, especially if it's not in your wheelhouse of gift, talents, and abilities. So you've just grown a little bit. You've built a little bit bigger because I have to charge enough so that I can hire my bookkeeper to do my books before I send it over to my accountant. That's building. And when you're building a brand, whether it's personal or business, you have to understand what level are you going to level off at? Because then when you decide to level off, you know what? You still have to stay relevant. Hey, you. Yeah, you. The one trying to find the perfect balance in life. Even at 15, I know that's bullshit. My mom wrote this awesome book called Balance is Bullshit. It's all about making your own decisions. It's time to stop chasing balance. Make a choice that's right for you right now. Life isn't meant to be perfectly balanced. It's meant to be lived with all of its ups, downs, sideways, and every single lesson it's got. So if you're dealing with tough decisions, this is the book for you. 
It'll get you in the right frame of mind to tackle anything that comes your way. Listen, you got to embrace the scary shit. Don't let fear cloud your judgment. Trust yourself because you have got what it takes. Say yes to what matters. Don't be afraid to say no to the rest. Do yourself a favor. Check out Balance is Bullshit by my mom, Phyllis Williams Strotter. It's relatable, honest, and it'll make you think, trust me, I would know. My mom is raising me to make my own decisions. And this book is like a high five from her to you. Make your own decisions and live life on your own terms. Because balance, well, that's just a bunch of bullshit. Thank you so much for listening. Now go grab that book, dude. I saw a lot of businesses die during the pandemic. And that's one of the reasons I got into brand strategy. Because being a former restaurant owner, when I saw all the restaurants being closed, I knew it was because most of them did not have a brand. They had customers, but they didn't have a brand. Because too many restaurant owners rely on food to be the deciding factor for where people are going to go. Oh, people come for the food. Really? I got Denny's. I got IHOP. I got Norm's. I got, hell, I can get breakfast at McDonald's. So do you really think it's the food that brings them in? If you find a way to brand your business, then you can build a better relationship. Again, we're building. Architecture is always going on throughout your business. It's not just your brand. It's not just your business. It's also your life. So you get to decide how am I going to build and what level am I going to build to? We need to move from a place of being business owners to being business leaders. Move from a place of being a brand to being a brand leader because this is what helps us to lead a better life. And so when you decide that you're going to build all of these different areas, because you do have to move outside your comfort zone of your talent until you're able to hire. If you're partnering with someone, then that makes the journey a little easier. But if you're a business of one, starting out, then sweetie, the personal brand has to be the main endorser brand. There's parent brands and their endorser brands. Parent brand first and then endorser brand. Because everything flows from this point forward. And I, I, I'm not going to get all into parent and endorser brand. You can look this up. Free information out there. Y'all know Google University will tell you all your shit. But understanding your, your personal brand being a parent brand and then an endorser brand. Then you can get out of the cycle of imposter syndrome and feeling like you always have to pitch. You're building a better brand because you're endorsing your business just like you're endorsing everybody else's business. Sweetie, when you walk out and you feel some kind of way because you got on your Gucci and, and Balenciaga and, and, and Prada and all of these things, they make you feel some kind of way. Otherwise, you wouldn't have bought them. You would go get your shit at Walmart and just roll with it. But there are things that brands make us feel about ourselves. And that is a lot of times the missing factor in how you're trying to brand. When your personal brand is all about, I can do this, I can do that. Sweetie, that doesn't make anybody feel some kind of way. But when you can tell them, you know what? I know what it means to be insecure, have identity crisis, have imposter syndrome, and still trying to build a business. I've been all of those things. I understand your reluctancy to, to say something out loud. I understand your reluctancy to connect with something that, that might help you or benefit you. 
I had someone, when I was kicked off of LinkedIn, I had someone send me an email because I had put out, I think I had put out a different email about being beta readers for my book. Um, and this is the one that I'm writing, brand, Branding Boundaries and Bullshit. But um, someone sent me an email in response, not to be a beta reader, but to tell me that they missed me on LinkedIn, but they had had fear of following me on LinkedIn because of the very reason. The reason that they thought LinkedIn kicked me off. And I'm pretty sure, like I said, based on what LinkedIn said it was, I don't see it. It wasn't in their policies. It wasn't in their terms and conditions. So I don't know why the fuck I got kicked off. Not going down that road again. But for him to be fearful of even following me on LinkedIn says a lot about when people say we want to hear varying voices. We want to hear different voices. People are even scared to listen to different voices. So my personal brand is built on being the ghetto country grandmother. It's a, it's a voice unlike any other. Raised hood adjacent by a country mom. And I, I have this voice because I want to make sure people understand if you are less dramafied, if that's even a word, than I am, then if I can do this, so can you. Because like this, most of the times when I do things, it's based on courage. It's not based on confidence all the time. I'm confident in my abilities as a, as a strategic personal branding person, but I'm not always confident about how I feel about my life. My insecurities and imposter syndrome and all that stuff creep, creep in, but courage helps me get past it. And so I do this so that other people will be brave enough to do it for themselves or courageous enough because bravery is a reaction. Courage is, what's the, is an action. That's what it is. Bravery is an action. Courage, I'm sorry. Bravery is a reaction. Courage is an action. You can take action because you've already planned that you're going to do this. And then you have the courage to do it. Bravery is a reaction. It's like, okay, they did this and now I got to go react and be bold about it. Different concepts. And so when we see personal branding as a reactive nature, we think we're being brave and bold and, oh, I got to put myself out there. No. Sweetie, I'm not a male. I am not up for consumption. But I am up for nurturing you to build a better personal brand, which endorses your business brand. I learned strategic branding based on building businesses and decided that, you know what, this does not fit who I want to help. I do not want a person to brand like a business. And I think it always starts with the person. So let's build from you and what you want. Let's make this true to you. So that as you do grow and scale, you are insulated by people who love and protect you. And I'm not talking about no low, deep love, but I love working here. I love the kind of work I do. I love that my boss is this type of person. That's building brand from the inside out. But when you go out and you decide that you're going to be a brand because, oh, I'm sorry, but I see so much selfishness. Because people are afraid to, to actually collaborate. What I see is collaboration that, that going on in the world. It's like, oh, I'm going to jump up here. You're going to do your thing. There's no synergy. There's no alignment. We're just both sharing a, a stage. I can give a fuck what you're going through. Are we going to do this or not? Whenever I collaborate with someone, I'm always trying to make sure that it, that it aligns in some shape, form, or fashion. Because I'm building something. 
I'm building my network. I'm building my, my circle of influence. I'm being influenced by those who are around me. I see who I want to be and who I don't want to be based on who I'm around. And I'll tell you guys all the time, I don't have to like it. I don't have to love it. I don't have to accept it. I don't have to fucking tolerate it, but I will respect it as long as it does no harm. So how you build your brand, how you build your infrastructure, how you build the life you want to lead. Sweetie, I'm going to respect it. But if I don't like it, don't come at me with, you know what, well, you just want to say, no, I really don't. That's why I say my circle of friends is a dot. It seriously is. Because I know how I am. I know how I want to be. I know who I want to be. And building personal branding or building a personal brand takes a lot of self-awareness. Because if you are self-aware enough, sweetie, you don't have to be a brand. Because you know that you are not up for consumption like that. But you can build a personal brand based on your knowledge, your expertise, your influence, and you can endorse your business. Even if you're the only employee in it right now. If you don't want to be treated like an employee, stop acting like one. And you stop acting like one by leading. Personal branding is about leadership. Brand building is about leadership. Business scalability and growth is about leadership. People want to be led. And we often hear people don't want to be sold to. They really don't. But I'm buying shit if you lead me there. Where are we going? Are you leading me over here? No, I don't want that. Can we go back over this way? And when you start following your customers because they say, I want this, this, and this, so do you stop leading? If you can't figure out how to maintain that level of leadership, what are you going to do? And if you have reached a certain level of influence and you, you know what? I don't really need to do shit. I'm giving back at this point. So now, I can follow y'all wherever you want to go because I got the means and the freedom to do so. That's different. But as you're building, sweetie, as long as you're building something, you're leading. Once you've gotten past the point that you feel the need to lead, you know what, sweetie, I'm here for you. I'm going to do all the things. What you need? What you got? You have opportunities. You have the capability. But I don't need to lead shit. There's going to come a time where I probably don't need to be the ghetto country grandmother anymore. But I promise you, the ghetto country grandmother will live on long after I'm gone. They will let fillers go. But somebody's going to say, you know what? I miss the ghetto country grandmother. She was this, this, and this. Yay. If it helped you do something, sweetie, then you know what? Yippee for you. Because I don't just do this for me. Yes, I do because this is a business and this is how I make my money. But I don't do it just for me. I want other people to make their money. I told you guys, I look back now and I can see the millions I left on the table. I don't want anybody else leaving their millions. Now, not everyone can afford to work with me. And so there are times where I give back. I'll take on a client that, that does not pay with the promise that, you know what? Pay it to somebody else later because I have that freedom. But I cannot do that for everyone because then I couldn't do it for anyone. I would have to go and get a job. 
So how I lead and my my giving back, nobody knows who it is. Because I tell them to make sure don't don't let anybody think that, oh, she's just doing this. But no, you don't get to prejudge them like that. And I don't help people for free who ask me. I'm that bitch. Yes. I choose who I want to help based on my terms. But the thing that I realized over the years, most people that that will take something for free don't even take, they don't see the value in it. Often do you see the value in something for free? It ends up on the ground, in the trunk, on the floor. Because it don't mean shit. There was no value. I offered, um, I offered three people the opportunity of a coaching session with me for being re- beta readers. So far, only one person has given, no, I'm sorry, two. I have to go back and I'll give him his, his coaching session. But one person, the other person, and you know who you are, because you know I'm calling. I ain't gonna say your name, but you know who you are. I thought she would have been the first one to come back and say, "Oh, I got this out of it, and I got that out of it." Can I have my coaching session? What am I gonna do? Be mad? No. Because in addition to those three, I had somebody. I put that out. What around the early part of the month? And someone just sent me an email yesterday. Is there still time, sweetie? There certainly isn't. Because I got over and above the three that I asked for. But now if the other, if the people, the the original three, well, now there's two. If the original two don't take me up on the coaching session, then I will go down the line of the other two people that, or the other seven people that um, said they would be beta readers just based on the strength of being able to read the book. Because I want to build a reputation for, you know what, this is how she do. She gonna give you something at some point. I have a client. Y'all probably heard me talk about Cass. Cass is the ethical strategist. She is all about her policies and procedures. <laughs> and when Cass and I work together, Cass will tell me I'm not doing nothing because eventually you gonna figure it out and you just gonna tell me why should I rack my. <laughs> and so you know what? We'll talk until it hits me, and she's like, "I told you." And she'll run with it. But it's it's because I built this reputation with her, oh, Phyllis will figure it out. Because I have this thing where I know how to connect dots. And when I talk about connecting the dots of life, brand, and business, because, sweetie, underneath all of it, it's all your life. So how do you want to live your life? How do you want to lead your life? How do you want to lead your brand? And how do you want to lead your business? Because it's all your life. And so you're building something that you want first. Your personal brand, yes, is a bit self-centered at the beginning. Because if you can't figure out where you are, you can't figure out where you can take your clients and your customers, especially in service-based businesses. That's most of my clients are service-based businesses. Because sometimes we have intangible things. People see personal branding as intangible. Well, what are the KPIs? Well, how do, know, how do I know if I'm being successful? Okay, we can find ways for you to, to track this. But if you're not putting in the work, you're not going to see any of the result. When my babies go through Brandy University, they get a session brief every week. Every week. 
So these are the these are your takeaway actions. These these are parts of your language that you're going to start using. But what I found is some of them need a bit more. So you know what? I give them more. And I have that because the way I'm building my business is I only take 10 clients, so I have time for you. If I had 100 or whatever, then you know what? Only certain ones will be able to get what they needed. I want to make sure everyone gets what they need. Like I said, this shit all started because I was watching the episode of SWAT and got emotional over dude not being able to connect with his girl and her being happy that he's safe. She can't hug him, but this dude goes home to his wife. They all lovey-dovey. I'm so glad you're home. And like I say, tears running and everything. Yes, I'm that big-ass crybaby. I cry for my clients sometimes, especially when I have a joyous moment. Oh, I love to cry some happy tears. That's my thing. Uh, uh, but <laughs> I'm happy because they're moving into a position that, you know what, I'm comfortable here, but I'm not complacent here. Because when you get complacent, you get lazy. Being a leader is not laziness. If you want to... Uh, I'm not even going to go down there. But y'all know it's a thing that you build properly for you first. For you, if you want to include your family, it starts with you. Build what you want, how you want, where you want. Then you turn around and give the clients what they want. It's architecture all up and through. I just wanted to share that with y'all, okay? So I got shit to do. It's only even, it's, that's what you say, it's dark 30. <laughs> I'm going to get my ass on out of here. So five, bullshit happens, so suck it up. Four, your voice is important, so speak up. Three, you make the world a more beautiful place, so show up. Two, life is good, so buck up. And one, I love you and ain't a damn thing you can do about it, so shut the fuck up. Peace and hair, I'm out. All right, brand babies. We appreciate you stopping by because we know you got shit to do. Just remember to subscribe on your way out and bring a friend next time. In the meantime and in between time, stay connected with your brand mother on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The links are in the description. And your grandmother wants you to remember that personal branding is not just personal, it's also business.